podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From Afghanistan to Zimbabwe, 214 member federations of the IAAF plus authorised neutral athletes, that's Russians deemed not to be cheats to you and me, and an athlete refugee team will be finalising their preparations for the 17th World Athletics Championships, which begin in Doha on the 27th of September. This is Anything But Footy, your unashamed Olympic and Paralympic sport podcast, and this episode focuses on the British athletics team selected this week for the championships. Plenty of big names will be joining us to give us their thoughts ahead of heading off to the holding camp in Dubai. We'll be speaking to sprinter Adam Jamili, who's targeting three medals, as well as another member of the team who runs quick. She's back in a British vest after a short hiatus. Jodie Williams returns after a change of scene. I took myself out to Phoenix for 10 days at first and loved it out there and I kind of just moved after that and really gained my confidence back and gained a new mentality and I'm just really happy that that's just now starting to show. We'll analyse the chances of the likes of Laura Muir, Katerina Johnson-Thompson and Dina Asher-Smith. We have middle and long distance runners joining us too, including Ailish McColgan and we hear from those field athletes also targeting medals, including pole vaulter Holly Bradshaw and high jumper Morgan Lake. And in the men's team, there's a debut in the World Championships for Harry Coppell, who's had an excellent pole vault season. There is no better feeling just knowing that you've achieved it and doing it for the country, doing it for everyone who's sort of supports you along the way. It's an amazing feeling. Plus, Miguel Francis and Lavi Nelson will also be dropping by with their thoughts ahead of Doha 2019. I'm Michael. And I'm John, and I had the pleasure of heading off to Battersea Dogs and Cats home this week for the unveiling of that British team. Who would be top dog in Doha? Could Cat, Johnson Thompson, get the cream in the heptathlon? We'll hear from the best British track and field stars coming up in the next half an hour or so. And don't forget, if we miss your sport, tell us at anything but F on Twitter or message us on Insta and Facebook. And please share, like and rate us on iTunes or Spotify. It's the only way it's going to go up the charts if you go on there and rate us. Uh, We want to hear from you as well. And on this edition of Anything But Footy, I'll make one solemn promise to you, and that is I won't be going for any dog or cat puns. I promise you that. (laughs) So we are looking forward to, on this episode of Anything But Footy, the unashamed Olympic and Paralympic podcast, the World Athletics Championships, following the announcement of the British team. Now, the championships, which were held in London, of course, back in 2017, go to Qatar. And Doha will be the host city between the 27th of September and the 6th of October. So it's actually quite a late stage of this event when you compare it to previous events. British Athletics have selected 72 in their team. They have a medal target which has been set for them uh, between seven and nine medals. And when you think back to London 2017 on that home track, and we often talk about home advantage, only six medals were won, four of them in the relays. A gold in the men's 4x100 metres, a bronze in the men's 4x400 metres, and the women two silvers in the 4x1 and the 4x4. And the other two medals came, a gold and a silver in the 10,000 metres and the 5,000 metres, from Mo Farah, who, of course, is not part of this team. So... Looking back at London 2017, where it was slightly disappointing uh, when you look back at the the whole championships, but a decent end with those four relay medals. Can GB and Northern Ireland head to Doha and exceed that total 
from 2017? Mm, I think that's a, a really fair question. They came sixth in the medal table behind the USA, who won it with 30 medals, 10 golds. Kenya second with five golds and 11 medals. Jamaica were way down in 15th. Of course, we said goodbye to Usain Bolt two years ago as well. Not the way he or we wanted, if you remember. But it really was the Mo and Relay show, I think is probably the phrase from London 2017. And that is the big question mark going into Doha. But we have got some real big medals. Hopes we've talked about on anything but footy many times, and we'll do so in this podcast as well. But I think it's interesting, uh, Michael, to see that it feels very much like a squad, a team that's moving forward. The British team 44 athletes returning to the world stage, having earned selection at 2017. 24 making their debuts for Britain as well. So a few youngsters coming through, some newbies coming through. And once again, from 100 metres to shot put to relays, more women than men representing Great Britain. 37 to 35 has happened again. So it's going to be interesting, as you rightly say. Uh, Best in show, top cat. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think this is going to be a coming of age championships potentially for many on that Great Britain and Northern Ireland team. I think when you look at the likes of Katerina Johnson-Thompson, you know, she had a massive breakthrough year in, in 2018. We'll talk about her in more detail shortly. We'll examine the chances of Laura Muir, Dina Asher-Smith. We'll look at some of the names that perhaps people listening to Anything But Footy might not have heard of. They might not be quite so familiar, but we think they've got chances of winning a medal. People like Holly Bradshaw and Nick Miller. All that to come on your unashamed Olympic and Paralympic podcast. But should we start with the sprinters yeah and these are the the blue ribboned events if you like in the world championships the 100 meters always gets going early always sets up the championships for a nice a nice start always gets the public imagination and we've got plenty of sprinters going of course Uh, adam jamili probably topping the bill as far as the men's side uh, had just a a phenomenal junior career of course Uh, was was world junior champion back in 2012 Uh, reached the olympics when we were all talking about you know Maybe 2016, 2020 were going to be his editions of the Olympics. In the 2013 World Championships, he finished fifth in the 200 metres. A sub-10-second sprinter, of course, but then the wretched injuries. Hamstring injury meant he missed the 2015 World Championships. He tore that in Birmingham, of course, at the trials. Was only in the relays. In 2017, again, injury really hampered. And then a bit of a return to form, if you like, in Rio in 2016, where he was six thousandths of a second behind Christophe Lemaitre uh, to win a bronze medal there in the 200 metres <laughs> in Rio. Is is Doha in 2019 going to be Adam Jamili's time? Healthy, happy. Yeah, can't complain. Tearing my hamstring in the World Relay Championships in May, it gave me a lot longer to sort of rehab that and spend a lot more time making sure it doesn't become recurrent and uh, I've done that I'm back and fit and healthy and everyone, it was the same for everyone in the world everyone knew the timetable so we just literally adjusted everything I'll take less of an off season this year getting ready for, for the Olympics as well I'll probably take two weeks off and then get straight back into training so uh, it puts me in good steed going forward Interestingly enough, Michael, as well, Justin Gatlin pulled out of the 100 metres in Zagreb this week, looking like a hamstring injury. But Christian Coleman will compete. So will Zarnell Hughes, of course, doubling up like Jamili from the British team uh, in the 100 and 200. And Oji Edaduran as well, the 100 metre British champion from Birmingham in that 100 metres. But the big question mark is around Christian Coleman, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been cleared to compete. Um, we said on a previous episode, I think it was episode number 21 of anything 
nothing but footy, uh, that there are lots of technicalities around this issue of the, the three whereabouts test, the missed drugs test, and the history, certainly from a British point of view, and we discuss this at length, Christina Horrigan missed a year of her career after three whereabouts failures. Lizzie Dignan initially thought that she might also uh, end up in some trouble over three whereabouts failures, the former uh, British road race champion as far as cycling is concerned. But again, a technicality uh, got her off uh, the, the charge, if you like. So she was cleared to compete and that third one was wiped from her record. So she was able to go to the Olympics. And that's exactly what's happened to Christian Coleman here. The 100 metres favourite from America missed those three drugs tests. But authorities decided he didn't have a case to answer anymore as one of those tests wasn't in the last 12 months. So who better to ask about it than the Brit, who's actually from Montserrat and is the Antiguan champion, but he's part of the British team going to Doha, Miguel Francis. I'm so happy that I can finally get to represent the UK after my switch, you know, and this opportunity, I hope that I can make everyone proud. How daunting is it? Ah, it's, it's not... It's a bit daunting, you know. Um, I've been to the World Championships before, but I was all the way in 2015, and, and I had a lot of major setbacks after that. So it's, it's a bit scary. There's Noel else who's running. He's running all the Diamond Leagues right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's Noel Alas, there's um, Adam Jamili, there's Arnold Hughes. Yeah, there's, a, there's quite a few guys out there, Andre Degrassi and stuff like that. That will be really tough competitors, but hopefully it'll be fun still. Um, obviously, Christian Coleman uh, is going to compete at Doha as a, as a fellow sprinter. What, what, what did you make of the fact that the um, US anti-doping agency said there was nothing to nothing to look at? I mean, I didn't really focus on other athletes, to be honest. I just focused on myself. But drugs is a, is a huge issue in, in athletics and, and missing drugs tests. Is it easy to miss a drugs test? Oh, definitely not. I mean, you get something to fill out the whereabouts. You have to fill out your whereabouts at all times so they always know where you are. So to be to be missing a drug test, that's kind of like um it's 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 really bad on your side, I guess, as an athlete to miss a drug test when you know that they can come and test you at any moment. It's not frustrating for me, you know. <laughs> Maybe it is for, for the USA track and field department and stuff like that. But you know, for me, I'm, I don't. But in trusting, you know, trusting athletics, we want to watch athletics, and and when the person wins, we want to celebrate with them and know they're clean. Yeah, that's very true. That's also very true, but. Yeah, hopefully, you know, maybe uh, British athlete will win the 100 metre. So he's obviously not going to compete against Christian Coleman, who's probably the favourite for the 100 metres, Michael, but he will face, as he says there, Noel Lyles, who's just focusing on the 200 metres, not the 100 metres. So, look, you know, Jamili, Zarnell Hughes, Miguel, as we heard there, they've got some real tough competition if they're going to win individual uh, medals. But I think you'd expect the men maybe not to retain the World Championship title um, from 2017, but in the relays to certainly medal and I think that's probably one of the seven that we were we were talking about earlier on to the women then and Dina Asher-Smith will be going for all three again she'll be going for the 100 metres the 200 metres which of course she won as European champion in Berlin last summer and the relay as well she won a relay with uh, Asher Phillip and Daryl Nita the silver medal in 2017 they return uh, as well to the squad uh, as well as uh, Lancy Quo and Nelson who were the European champions from last year is it too much for Dina Asher-Smith I I, I don't think it is. I think she's in the form of her life. She is beating Elaine Thompson, the Olympic champion, regularly. She has got a chance of a gold medal for Britain. Yeah, you know, she was fourth in that 200 metres uh, in London and she'd had a, a bad build-up to that. Broke her foot, of course, you'll remember. She was fifth 
in the 200 metres in Rio at the Olympic Games here. So, you know, this definitely presents itself, certainly from an individual form, as an event I think that she could really progress in. And I think, actually, you have to say that she's probably been helped along uh, by the fact that there's been this good group of sprinters. So, you know, the one who misses out this time that was part of that 4 by 100 metres team was, was Desiree Henry. You've got Daryl Nita, who represented Great Britain at the European Team Championships well recently. You know, Asha Phillip, who got that qualification time after the British Championships as well. So I think there's quite a good bunch of sprinters coming through there, of which Dina Asher-Smith, of course, is the leading light. Whether she can, you know, go and, and win three medals, that is a really tough ask, but I certainly wouldn't put it beyond her. You know, looking elsewhere in the sprints, of course, you've got Lavi Nelson as well. Now, everyone remembers her because the story about her is that she carried Jessica Ennis's bag at London 2012. <laughs> uh, she won the British Championships in Birmingham, so she guaranteed her place on the plane to Doha. It's the most nerve-wracking competition. I think it's the most at stake. It's more stressful qualifying for the championships and actually getting there because once, you, once you're there, anything can happen. You just put your all in. But I think it's always say that it's qualifying. That's the hardest part. So so happy to actually have that ticked off and um, can safely say that I'm going to watch championships. It's such a relief. I can't explain. And back, of course, because you were at London 2017, yeah. but in hopefully better form? Yeah, it was... like 2017 was a strange year. It didn't go well very individually, so... I came and did the relay and it, that was a great experience but I remember going into the crowd and watching the heats of the 400 and I so badly wanted to be there and I thought in two years time I've got to be there and that's been my aim for two years I've had it in the back of my mind World Championships and of course the Olympics next year to, to safely say that I'm going to World Championships it's, um, it's, it sounds so amazing <laughs> to say that I'm going and yeah I just can't wait to get some races in and then go to the World Championships and yeah put my all in I can't wait and you mentioned the relay 4x4 yeah. four four relay we always rely on you guys but without Ailey Doyle this year. I know, I'm good. we're going to miss her so much. I've been messaging her and I think she's in a good place expecting her first baby, which is really exciting. We are going to miss her, but do you know what? We've got the likes of Jodie, who's the next to me in the 4x4. She ran well in Bidgotch and I think it's really exciting because um, Poland is our main threat. They've beaten us quite a few times, but I think once we get to World Championships, we pull out our A game and I think we're going to have a great 4x4. It's going to be really exciting and I think we can definitely get a medal um, and that will be a great bonus um, after my individual. So yeah, really looking forward to the whole World Championships. She goes in the 400 metres, also the 4x4 400 metres relay and a big shout out she gave us to Ailey Doyle as well we wish Ailey all the best who's expecting yes. her, her first child and of course was part of that silver medal from, from two years ago um, also in the 4x400 squad but running the 200 metres in Doha again welcoming somebody back to the British team 25 year old Jodie Williams who in 2009 Michael was the world youth champion in 100 and 200 metres she then missed the 2012 Olympics her home Olympics she also missed London 2017 as well she moved to the USA to do something different to find herself and her athletics career once again in 2019 she's the British champion in the 200 metres and you caught up with her after the uh, victory in Birmingham and said and she was just so pleased to be back it's been a real journey for me Um, obviously I think the last time I won here was 2014 so five years ago it's been a bit of a struggle since then, um, but I couldn't be happier to be back on top of that podium. And just give us a bit of a potted history, if you like, about why you took yourself oh, off to Arizona and why you had to go and reinvent yourself. It's a bit of a long story, um, but, you know, I had a lot of struggles. Um, obviously, I had my junior career and then I had a whole host of, of injuries and just real mental struggles, honestly. Um, and I just felt like I needed to completely start fresh and start new and just in life really so I took myself out to to Phoenix for 10 days at first and loved it out there and I kind of just moved after that um 
started anew and really gained my confidence back and gained a new mentality. Um, and I'm just really happy that that's just now starting to show. It's really worked, hasn't it, for you? It has, it has. It's been a long journey and I had to be really patient with it. And, you know, um, it's been very up and down for me. You know, last year I really thought, felt like things were coming together and then at the European Championships I didn't quite perform how I wanted to for various reasons. But um, I'm just so happy that this season is going really well and I'm just really happy with everything. And, uh, yeah, as you can see with the smile on my face, I'm uh, pretty pleased. Use the word journey. I don't want to go too X Factor <laughs> on you, but what will it mean to, to be on the plane with your teammates going to Doha and lining up with that British vest again? It's going to be incredible. Um, I missed out on London, my home world champs, and I missed out on my home Olympics as well. So I'm just so glad that I'm going to another world champs. And, you know, from, from here on, I really hope that I can, you know, get better and, and go out there and, you know, Doha's obviously the most important one. I've done my job here, but um, Doha's where I'm trying to really perform. Yeah, I'm going out there to, to prove to myself and, and to everyone else that, you know, I can be a world-class athlete. Jodie Williams talking to me there at the British Championships. Very interesting discussion with Jodie Williams, an athlete who I've got to know uh, pretty well over the years, talking about her mental health as well as her physical health. I don't think, you know, at, at times the last few years have been particularly easy for Jodie Williams. And, of course, you know, as, we, as we've already heard as a junior... She she was over 150 races unbeaten, five years unbeaten. But she's been through, you know, as she as she said there to us, some, some dark times over the past couple of years. But she was back on top of the podium in the British Championship. She'll be back in that individual 200 metres and she'll be hoping to play her part as well in that 4 by 400 metres relay as well. Martin Rooney, what a superstar in the 4 by 400 metres for British athletics. I mean, you know, he has uh, achieved so much and equals Marlon Devonish for the record number of World Championship appearances at eight when he performs at Doha. As you said earlier, a bronze medalist with Dwayne Cowan, Rabbi Youssef and Matthew Hudson-Smith. Uh, Youssef and Hudson-Smith going in the individuals in the 400 metres. Um, Hudson-Smith, European champion from 2018. Martin Rooney, though, uh, will be uh, part of that uh, relay squad. And can you can the can the guys or can we get four medals out of four in the relays like we did in London? I'm, I'm not sure we will. No, but I, I don't think, think we, we will. But I think this... we could. I think we could. Um, you know, there's so much um, that could play into our hands. You know, in London, that gold medal. You remember, of course, Usain Bolt pulling up with the hamstring injury. Probably Jamaica weren't going to beat Great Britain at that point. Um, you know, you've got to come through heats. Uh, what I like about, about the Great Britain and Northern Ireland team now is they do take the relays more seriously. You know, that accusation that, that they, we level or have leveled at that British and Northern Irish team about how, you know, they can't get the bat on round. <laughs> um, I hope this comment doesn't come back to bite me on the behind when we get to Qatar <laughs> and Doha, but that does seem to be something that they've fixed now. They do seem to work on it. You know, they enter the, the relay championships. They do practice, and it has paid off, I think, certainly paid off handsomely in London with that gold medal. And Christian Coleman, of course, on that anchor lake for America, just couldn't get there. Uh, Nathaniel Mitchell, Blake, Danny Talbot, Adam Jamili, and CJ Ujar all part of that quartet, the US winning the silver and Japan winning the bronze. So, you know, we've kind of spoken quite a lot there about sprinters. Let's talk about some of the middle and long distance names as well. Just a couple of sort of headlines for you. The three that have been selected in the men's 800 metres all finished outside the top two at the British trials. You've got Carl Langford, Elliot Giles and Jamie Webb there. Now, Carl Langford is a controversial selection. Uh, he recently was fined after uh, getting involved in an altercation uh, with an official. His 
selection, though, according to Neil Black, the performance director, is based on performance. So that's why he's in. Another difficult decision, of course, for the selectors was Jake Whiteman, who's been selected in the 1500 metres ahead of Charlie Deval Grice as well. And then, of course, one of the big medal hopes as far as Great Britain is concerned, you've got Laura Muir, who's going to be going, of course, for Great Britain. Uh, she's going to be going, her focus is going to be on the 1500 metres, not the 5000 metres. She's the third fastest in the world this year, but she tore her calf at the anniversary games. Do you think this this competition, this this championships, maybe just comes at the wrong time for Laura Muir? It's not the first time she's been injured before a major championship, is it? But I think it's right that she's only going for one, not the 5K double with the 1500 metres that she did in Berlin at the Europeans last year. She's joined in the 1500 metres squad by Sarah McDonald and Gemma Riki. Um, and you just hope that Laura has got something. This is, you know, the last couple of years or the first couple of years she's been training without studying to be a, a vet, which she qualified in uh, remarkably well but now she can concentrate on her running and you just hope if she can just get a world medal rather than the Europeans this would stand her in good stead ahead of Tokyo next year but you mentioned the middle distance runners and you know we were at the Highgate 10k the night of the 10k where we saw Steph Twell uh, brilliantly win the British Championship to qualify automatically we wish her all the best in her endeavours in Doha but also Ailish McColgan the 28-year-old from Dundee who was second behind Twell in Highgate. She's had a brilliant season, her personal best in the 1,500 metres. Uh, she qualified for the 5K and the 10K, and she's down to do both, despite telling us in Birmingham she'd probably only focus on one. This year, I'm, I'm really happy with my 1,500 time. I feel like four minutes... I feel I can break four minutes, but four minutes I'm happy with. My 10K, I'm over the moon because I haven't really prepared for it. And to run 31.16, I'm, I'm happy enough with it. But my five, I feel like I'm still missing that, that jump. I feel like there, there's a sub-14.40 in me and I'm not quite doing it yet. Um, so I feel like I've got my, my heart set on doing that and achieving what I, can, I know I'm capable of doing. Do you know I, mean? I do it in training every week, but I've just not quite had the races yet. My mind and my sort of heart at the moment is saying, yeah, just the, just the five, I think. Interesting, Michael, that the 10K comes first. So she's going to run the 10K, isn't she? And then two 5Ks? Well, you know, certainly hasn't been part of the plan. It wasn't the plan, was it, when we were in North London at the night of the 10K PBs in Highgate? Because we spoke not only to her, we spoke to her coach, Liz McColgan, her mother, of course, and, and she was absolutely adamant to us, wasn't she, that the 10K was the focus for Tokyo, the 5K was the focus for this year. Remember, she had a qualifying time in the 1500 metres as well. A lot's going to happen, I think, between Ailish and Liz, but I do sense, you know, when we spoke to her in Highgate and then when we spoke to her again there in that interview we just heard in Birmingham, that there had perhaps been a little bit of a change of plan. I don't know whether you felt that as well, but just, you know, she was adamant, as I said, in Highgate, it mm. was going to be the 5K only, but that performance on the track was really, really good, and she seems to be in great shape. I just wonder whether maybe there's been a last-minute change of plan there. Well, arguably, if you're in the the shape of your life, which she is for the 10K and the 1500, as she just said, then why not go for the 10K when you've qualified for it and, and, and the 5K as well? You kind of think uh, a bit like what we were talking about the other week with Reese Prescott, who, of course, is not in the squad, um, who wanted to concentrate on the World Championships and missed out on the, uh, the indoors in Glasgow this season, the European indoors in Glasgow this season, because he wanted to concentrate on the Worlds, and then he got unfit and missed out 
out. You've got to, in athletics, take the opportunities when it comes your way. Talking of which, Katarina Johnson-Thompson, a huge medal hope, Michael. Uh, gold maybe, but definitely silver, you'd think. She's medalled at every major championship she's attended since the last World Championships on home soil in London two years ago, where you and I saw her and she looked absolutely miserable with her performances. She's turned it around. She's gone to France. She's changed her training regime. She stretched herself in life by going to a, a place away from Liverpool, her hometown, and she has become a brilliant champion. And what I loved about her at the Birmingham uh, Diamond League when she competed against Nafti Tiam, who is the reigning champion and the Olympic champion, Tiam jumped long in the pit uh, for the lung jump, and then Katarina Johnson dug one out as well. It shows her spirit and what a performer she is at the moment. Yeah, I think she she's added a, a bit of mental steel to to her athletics game, if you like. This is the athlete that, you know, was, was talked about as being the potential successor to Jessica Ennis-Hill, finished 14th uh, back in 2012. And actually, when you look at some of her results over the years, um, you know, I know ahead of 2018, there was this kind of perception that Katarina Johnson-Thompson hadn't done it on the big stage. But fifth at the World Championships in 2013, sixth, in Rio in 2016, again a top six finish in London in 2017. She's still in the top six heptathletes in the world. That in itself is an achievement. Add then the Euro Indoor Silver behind Tiam and the uh, the the World Championship, of course, uh, she got an indoor gold medal. Sorry, the Euro Outdoor Silver and the World Indoors uh, where she, she won a gold medal. Plus, of course, a gold medal on the Gold Coast. And, you know, I think that's going to be a real battle royal this time around. And I think that's going to be um, one of the things I think certainly as I look ahead to the championships, I'm really looking forward to is watching, you know, this big British women's team that are going because, you know, we've talked there about Eilish McColgan. We've talked about Laura Muir, Dina Asher-Smith, Katarina Johnson-Thompson. There's a couple of others in there as Mm. well. I think we should be talking about as medal hopes. And, you know, I'm talking about field athletes, people like Holly Bradshaw. I remember her in, in floods of tears when she lost a medal on count back in London, ended up finishing sixth. Uh, She was a finalist there. Of course, she finished fifth in Rio. Um, You know, and her P, B of 481 would have won her a silver medal in London. She's got Sandy Morris of the US and Katerina Stefanidi of Greece who are kind of ahead of her in the pecking order. But I think Holly Bradshaw, amongst others in the in the field, could pick up a medal for Great Britain and Northern Ireland. And she's joined by Harry Coppell, who's a 23-year-old from Wigan, the former world youth champion in 2013. He's competing in his first senior worlds after a PB this season, which increased by 30 centimetres. My name's Harry Coppell. Um, I do pole vault. And I've just recently been selected for Worlds, which is a bit of a surprise this year, to be honest. It's been a long time coming. I think I've had a few years where I've had a couple of down years. I've recently changed coaches and got into a much more professional sort of setup, I would call it. Um, So that's done me a lot of good. And then it's just all started clicking. um, And I was coming into form, heading towards the champs. I knew that I had that sort of jump in me. Um, but getting it on the day was just unreal, especially with everyone there. It was brilliant. And British athletics fans obviously have seen and supported Holly Bradshaw for, for a long time, and she supports you as well. Yeah, so I've just moved into Holly's group, um, which is really good. So obviously having the influence of like people like Holly is, has been like a massive help this year. Um, but... Yeah, she's she's really nice, and I and I can't wait to get out there and like be on a team with her. For the, it'll be the first time I've been to a team event with her, so it'll be a good dynamic. I think when we get out there. And finally, what's it feel like with the British vest on, competing for for Great Britain? There's no better feeling, is there? I mean, when you when you get out there and you you're in full kit, there is no better feeling just knowing that you've achieved it and. This is, this is what you're doing, you're doing it for the country, you're doing it for everyone who's sort of supports you along the way, it's an amazing feeling. 
Let's talk about another uh, couple of guys that, that might be you know, in the mix for medals as far as uh, the World Championships are concerned. And Nick Miller is another one that I think I would definitely put you know, in the bracket as someone that could definitely bring a medal home. He was sixth in London in 2017. Um, he's an interesting story because he, along with, with two of his teammates, had to make a presentation uh, to try and get them on the team for Rio and the Olympics. He, Chris Bennett and Mark Dry all had to go and make an appearance and then they got their place in the Olympic team and none of, them, none of them really did the business in Rio de Janeiro. But since then, he's certainly refocused, as I said, did very well in London in 2017, got a gold at the Gold Coast, went over 80 metres as well when winning that Commonwealth Games gold medal. And if he goes over 80 metres and the competition is similar to how it was in, in London in 2017 when a gold medal was won by 79.81 metres from Pavel Fajdek of Poland, then he is a definite big shot of winning a medal out there Nick Miller even without the Russians though the throwing events are so tough to actually uh, try and win or get a medal but there are as you said there is the opportunity there Sophie McKinna is the shot put British champion she's just 25 years of old Uh, she's a civil servant she trains part-time in her hometown in Great Yarmouth and she's competing in her first world championship really really pleased to have qualified and uh, be on the way to Doha and uh, it's a lovely feeling to be going to my first uh, senior international championships you're the best in Britain how hard is it to be the best in Europe the best at the world it's tough yeah really tough I mean um uh, I'm, I'm going into what I think ranked 16th in the world on the new point system um, I'd love to make it to the final and, and be top 12 but that's going to be a big ask um, so yeah yeah really you know really excited to get the opportunity and really excited to try and make the final always means a lot to pull on that vest and represent your country you know we're, we're here to to go out and do our best and hopefully that's what we'll do and what I love about that Michael with Sophie's yes yeah, she's 16th in the world so she's probably not going to win a medal for Great Britain this time. She's only 25. She's got lots of time in the shot point to do it. But actually, 16th in the world is not a bad achievement to have in life, is it? No, I know. And, you know, you look at some of the people that haven't made this team and you think, oh, well, you can see why they've not been in the team. You know, the team of 72 is quite large. We're all about funding, you know, and we talk about um, UK sport and their funding model is to, is to well, it has been in the past to, to get medal moments. Um, I think they've kind of adjusted that slightly now. Plus, there is this aspiration fund now uh, where we look to some sports like basketball and skateboarding, for example, where we maybe look to try and create a program put something in place for the future um it can't always just be about sending athletes i don't think uh, that you think might be on the podium partly there has to be athletes being sent as part of their development and sometimes i think actually it's just an achievement to get there mm. you and i are never going to get to an olympic games on the field of play um <laughs> in all our roles in all honesty um they're never going to let us close to the actual track or the pitch are they so you know it is actually an achievement to get to the olympic games and i've got a bit of sympathy for a few people left out of this team scott lincoln shot putter from york nine times a british champion he's got over 20 meters in the last week so three times he's really improving he's not in there Jasmine Sawyers the long jumper a centimetre off the qualifying distance she's not been selected and Charlie Myers who actually has the qualifying height in the pole vault was the joint leader in the UK this year but was ill really under the weather at the British Championship so didn't really perform there he's also not been selected now remember invites could come from the IAAF or whatever they're called these days <laughs> uh, British Athletics will consider them in line with selection policies and one other name just to, to mention as well who's not going to be there Mo Farah winner of, of two medals 
there had been some suggestion he might return to the track. Uh, hasn't been named, of course. It looks as though he's going to be chasing one of the big city marathons in Chicago instead. A couple of other athletes who you would hope might make a bit more of an impact. Andrew Pozzi, he's the world indoor champion over the high hurdles. Will he be fit enough to run through? We'll see. Cindy Affili, uh, fourth in Rio in the uh, women's high hurdles. Uh, she set her quickest time since 2016 in Switzerland this week to guarantee her automatic selection. And Morgan Lake as well. Seems like she's been around for ages, but a finalist in 2017. She's just 22 years of age uh, from Milton Keynes. Uh, it was initially the heptathlon, world junior champion at that in 2014, but automatically booked her spot in Doha at Birmingham and she's planning on not just making up the numbers. I'm feeling really, really confident. Um, I wasn't, I had a bit of a bumpy season so far, um, so yeah, I'm feeling a lot, a lot better after this competition. I know I know the heights to come, so yeah, I'm just excited to be out there. What have been the issues for you then? Um, I've had a few niggles, um, which is obviously annoying because I have like so many weeks I've had just to change my training or to hold myself back which obviously isn't ideal going into the season um, but yeah I've now finally ironed those out I've also changed coach in the last couple of weeks so that was all like a big a big thing but yeah that's that's gone really well so I'm just excited for the rest of the season and I guess then from what you've just said you're yeah. one of the few that is welcoming a late world championships in Doha Champion. because it might come just at the right time for you yeah exactly I mean this time next year Tokyo would have been and gone so it's really nice to have a, a late championships. Um, definitely works out well for me this year. Tough gig, though, in the high jump. Uh, we wish her well, of course. A couple of other names. Ben Williams uh, extending his personal best in the triple jump to 17.27 last month. Seventh in the all-time UK list. Uh, could he do something? Tom Bosworth in the uh, 20k uh, race walk as well. And Callum Hawkins in the marathon. Let's hope uh, there's no... Well, there will be heat, but uh, let's hope it doesn't end up like the Gold Coast in the Commonwealth Games. A few other athletics headlines just to bring up to date with. Mo Farah has won the Great North Run, a record six success victory on the streets of Tyneside running of course between Newcastle and South Shields. Bridget Cosguy won the women's race and what a race as well, a course record. She basically led from the first 100 metres and no one got close to her. British double in the wheelchair events, well done to David Weir and Jade Jones Hall and well done to Ali Dixon, Sunderland's Ali Dixon. We mentioned her last week for winning the 50km World Championships in a world record time she now has another record as well fastest superhero to run a half marathon. Truly a Wonder Woman. And talking of Wonder Woman, congrats to, to Dina Asher-Smith, crowned Diamond League 100 metres champion this week. A season's best time of 10.88 seconds in the Diamond League final in Brussels. She is in rude health and great shape, isn't she? Heading towards the World Championships in Doha. Let's just round up a few things away from track and field now. Joe Conta has reached tennis's US Open quarterfinals, but she lost there to Alina Svitolina. Jamie Murray, though, on the other hand, together with Bettany Matic-Sands, won the mixed doubles title. That's seven Grand Slam titles for Jamie now, and apparently his brother is a useful player too. And it was Jamie's third successive mixed doubles title in America, first man in the Open era to do that at Flushing Meadows. In shooting, Sinead McIntosh is now world number one in the three positions rifle event. She won World Cup gold in Rio. Erin Heading won a European silver to win a GB quota place for Tokyo in the Olympic trap shooting. Whilst there was a trap bronze for Abby Ling, Charlotte Coward and Sarah Wixey in the team event in Italy as well. Modern pentathlon and what a year it's been for Great Britain's Joe Chung. He's won silver at the World Championship. He's not been outside the top five all season and remember he won the World Cup final in June as well. He was also 
also part of the British team who won bronze. So Joe brings a silver and a bronze medal home. Kate French won a bronze in the women's event to add to her European silver. And the women's team as well won silver. So modern pentathlon looking really strong for Team GB ahead of Tokyo 2020. In table tennis, England lost to Sweden in the quarterfinals of the European Team Championship. Great equestrian uh, action, though, across the weekend at the Burley Horse Trials. A 1-2-3 for Pippa Funnel, Piggy French and Oliver Townend. So great for them, great for British equestrian as well. In canoeing at the Slalom World Cup Finals, Kim Woods won silver in the C1 class in Prague. But Olympic champion Joe Clark finished down the field eighth after picking up a number of penalties. Now this week, the World Parrot Swimming Championships come to London and we will be there for next week's Anything But Footing. If there's anything you want us to talk about, perhaps we haven't mentioned your sport, tweet us, anything but F. You can email us as well, anythingbutfooty at gmail.com. And you can find us on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Instagram too. Please like us, please rate us on wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, or another podcast provider. That will help us move up the rankings and help more people find out about Anything But Footy. And do join us next time from the London Aquatic Centre home of the uh, aquatics of course at london 2012 para swimming will be taking center stage on anything but footy next time your olympic and paralympic podcast sports social podcast network